welcome to another one of our Thursday episodes where we talk about something a little more timely than the average bear. And this week, uh, I spoke with Aaron Stern, uh, the guitar player, vocalist, songwriter, force behind Mystrionics, a new group that actually is so new, their first release isn't even out yet. And their first tour, their first shows, none of that stuff has actually happened. They're that brand new. But that doesn't mean that they're new to music. Uh, This particular core group of people, uh, Aaron Stern, Spencer Lynn, and Jeremy Klein, have been playing together for about 13 years now. And uh, they've done all sorts of different musical stuff uh, here, there, and everywhere. But... This project is a little different in that it's Aaron's baby, and it's also very personal and speaks to some of the alienation and disassociation that we all suffer from in the world around us. Of course, Aaron's uh, decision to take that struggle and turn it into music is kind of amazing, and it really helps, I think, set the tone for uh, what this band is going to be about. Now, uh, they are playing three dates coming up here in April. uh, uh, The 6th in Eugene at the Hi-Fi Lounge, the 7th here in Salem, Oregon at the Space Concert Club, and on the 8th at the White Owl Social Club in Portland. And uh, that is the same lineup, all three shows. You'll get to see Child Speak and Toothbone, and then Mystrionics for their kind of debut uh, shows and release. Now, uh, it makes a lot of sense that we kind of help set things up. So here is a tune that's going to be on the upcoming EP, uh, and you'll probably hear it performed at one of these shows.
That was Loose Face, and it is going to be on the new EP coming out on April 3rd, very, very soon. So uh, this is your chance to kind of get to know the group before you get to know the group. And that being said, let's get into one of these Thursday conversations. Aaron Stern of Mystrionics here on WTBC Radio and beautiful anywhere Anyone. WTBC Radio in beautiful anywhere, anywhere. This conversation was recorded by phone on March 14th, 2018. You know, I, I definitely want to get to talking about the show on April 7th, uh, but I, I feel like we kind of need a little bit of a history lesson on this group because. Uh, you know, there was a, a, a little, something that uh, piqued my interest. 13 years in the making? Uh, is that how long it's been? You've been working on this? Well, um, to be to be frank, that was um, that was some PR. That was some, <laughs> that was some PR mojo that I cooked up when I was writing writing our press release. But essentially, like we've we've been friends for 13 years hmm. and we've been making music together that entire time so and, in and a lot of ways it has been it has been 13 years in the making because we've we've just played together so much and this is i don't know in some ways i feel like this this group and the things that we're pursuing is kind of the culmination of all the time all the experiences that we've had playing music together so nice. it's it's a little bit of mojo, but it's also true. Yeah. So this is, uh, when you say we, you're talking about Spencer, who plays bass, and Jeremy, who plays drums in uh, yes. the Mystrionics. Um, uh, but I mean, so I take it this isn't the first project you guys have had together? Did you, did you guys uh, play in other groups beforehand? Or Yeah. Oh. So we, we all met in uh, middle school here in Portland. We all went to the same middle school, and we started a, a progressive death metal band in high school. <laughs> Nice. Um, the the time yeah. that you really want to start a progressive death metal band because in high that school is, you're you're that angry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're that angry. You're that awkward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And you all and of you the probably, things kind of line up. And <laughs> <laughs> that that was that was our that was our mode. Like we we all really liked we liked in middle school we really liked thrash metal and like we loved Pantera. Mm. And Metallica and Megadeth, and we also all had a had a deep affinity for bands like Nirvana and Tool. Hmm, okay. And then in high school, we just started getting into into more death metal stuff. I, I I don't know. Do you have you ever listened? Do you ever did you ever have that phase? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm uh, you know I went through definitely like a more kind of Metallica centric phase because uh, it just it lent itself to the skateboard. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I know. I mean, like, I'm not unfamiliar. Uh, but I mean, like, I'm definitely in uh, the Mystrionics. I'm hearing like a lot of different influences because this. I mean, like, and you're talking about um, you know specific kind of uh, thrash metal, but I hear a lot. You know, a fair. Uh, there's a deep range of things kind of vying for attention. Was that how it was in high school too, where it wasn't just thrash metal and there was other stuff or did you get pretty focused early on um well i think i think in high school we were 
we were taking a lot of cues from so, some progressive metal bands like Between the Buried and Me, mm. um, who had these like really long form, like cross genre songs and odd time. And we were really inspired by them and like the faceless and, and cynic, like all these, all these progressive death metal bands that were when we were in high school and the most impressionable, they were making their best music. And we kind of just took that cue and, and sort of like experimented with it In, in that band. That was a lot of Spencer's, spencer's writing he he Hmm. kind of like he he kind of got his compositional knack like really early much much uh uh, sooner than i did Hmm. and and so we all he played he and i both played guitar and jeremy played drums and our two other best friends patrick uh was on vocals and keyboards and our friend kyle uh played the bass Hmm. so we're all kind of like any recordings of this group or did that those kind of uh, get lost in the sands of time? <laughs> I don't know. We had um, we had an EP called That Night of Forest Grew and we had a full length album oh. that we completed the year after we graduated high school called Joint Ventures. Now, you see, like not a lot of people have a lo- documentation of those early bands in their lives, you know, like. I know mm. mine were, were, you know, were just poorly caught. You know, we didn't think that it was going to be a band for very long. And then when we were mm. for for very long, we hadn't been recording ourselves. So it was like, eh, you know, like, I think that's uh, the case for some people. So I like the idea that you guys have like not, you know, actual documents of like, no, these are the songs we wrote. <laughs> yeah. We, we caught the, we caught the home recording bug like right. really early. I mean, that was, we just, we kind of always had this, always had a sort of DIY spirit. And Jeremy, Jeremy is extremely talented individual, and and he basically will just decide he wants to get good at something, and then he <laughs> will just become good at it. And so we just, we just, from pretty much day one, we've been recording ourselves, and that's the only way we've ever done it. And it's it's comfortable to us now. Like we can, we know how to do the thing at this point or yeah. at least we have a better idea that we know how to do it than <laughs> there was a lot of uh, a lot of trial and error certainly but um sure sure but you know it, that um those hours recording yourselves it comes through in the mystrionics uh uh songs because uh oh thank you yeah you sent me a couple of advanced tracks i mean uh, the, the ep is not even technically out yet <laughs> um as, yeah, that's as coming we out talk the third <laughs> um but yeah, it's um, it, it it sounds like one of those things where, you know, some people their first release sounds like a first release, um, and that doesn't mean that it's bad. That means that it has like a a charm to it where people didn't necessarily know what they were doing, or mm. their naivete actually kind of pays off in a way where you can hear it in the songs where it's like, Oh, they were young and innocent and uh, something about it. That's really, you know, um, sort of cute bumbling type of thing. Yeah. Sometimes bumbling. Um, but mostly just kind of like, uh, we didn't know any better. So yeah, no kidding. Yeah. This does not sound like that for a first release, you know, like these two tracks, like they're very polished. They're very mature. They're not the kind of thing that a band puts out, 
just because they have a song written and it's their first single and there's lots of energy. Like this is a thoughtful, like going into this group, was that kind of the thing that differentiated it from high school projects? Was it like, no, 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 this time we're going to like take it really seriously or, or uh, uh, how did you guys approach the recording process on this? Like what was your, what was your uh, guiding lines? Um, it's a, it's an interesting question. It kind of goes, I think, I don't know the whole, I, for me, la- about this time last year, I was um, just completely taken out of life by a, uh, a hernia in my lumbar. Oh no. And sciatic, I had sciatic nerve pain in my leg. I was in like constant chronic pain for like six months. And it was, it was, um, it was really bad. And around January, uh, it just went from bad to worse and I couldn't get up. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't put on my socks. I had my, my roommates and my girlfriend basically feeding me and taking care of me. I was completely destroyed for about, for that whole month. And then I sort of climbed out of it a little bit and got, I got back surgery in April and Mm. kind of during that time, it was very low. It was very dark point. And I had just been sort of just trying to find like what I wanted to do next. Uh, hmm. Different musical projects weren't really going in the way that I wanted them to be going. And I kind of, I basically was just like, I was, I was just, uh, just, just depressed and just in a lot of pain. And I just realized like, you know what? Like I need to stop caring about what anyone thinks about anything that I do. <laughs> and I just need to make the thing that like I want to hear and and that's kind of when I hadn't really played heavy music in since high school since I mm. kind of left the odious and I was like well I want to do this again but I want to do it I want to do it in a different way and and have a little bit more n- nuance and depth to it mm. but still have it be like heavy and still like have some kind of like all the stuff that I've learned from like studying pop songs and Right. There was like a year where I just transcribed Beatles songs and just tried to figure out like why they were so enduring. <laughs> there is something that uh, um, in, no matter how many years pass and no matter how many other things we do, you can go back to those songs and go like, wow, those really were made well. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just kind of like. I basically, at the same time, just started really nerding out on Sonic Youth and mm. discovering all their crazy guitar tunings. I developed one myself and just started writing. Just I started writing I, um, that song. Skunk was the first song that Jeremy and I. I, I pitched it to Jeremy, and we kind of like wrote it out. Mm-hmm. No, and I, then I can like, hear a little bit of Sonic Youth and the um, guitar playing on there for sure, because there's definitely a. Um, a use of pedals and tunings that uh, yeah. is very much descendant from them. <laughs> yeah, they I just really, I really admire their. I really admire like the punk rock attitude and mm-hmm. not caring. And and I think punk rock is more like an attitude than it's like a specific style. I some like crazy jazz and classical music is like punk rock, and that's when I feel like it was the most vital. Is like when it was just people who didn't didn't care right and they were just doing it and so no for sure that's, 
that's exactly what I wanted to do. So, yeah, it was interesting. So, basically, what the long short of it is, we we kind of decided that we wanted to pursue something like this, like a little left of center, but like heavier and just something where we can kind of explore a lot of different stuff and um, got a show got a show opportunity in September and we're like, all right, well, we're going to write a set. We're going to write <laughs> these songs and we're going to play the show. We did. And then we were like, all right, now we're going to record these songs. And, and so the whole process has been like, just like finding, finding days when we can like record drums, record, record all the drums like over a weekend. And then like mm. do the guitars and the vocal sessions. Like we all, we all work and everything. And we're just like, yeah, we were, the challenge yeah, of getting three people in the same room together at the same time is getting harder and harder as we all get busier and busier in our lives. <laughs> it is, and uh, but we're all we're all like really dedicated. We we rehearse twice a week, and hmm. and we we just like we're goal oriented, and there's things that we want to accomplish, and yeah. basically we just like kind of set goals for ourselves, buckle down, and and do them, and. I'm I'm really proud of the way that this sounds because like I, I don't know, it just seems like it just seems like a our, our chemistry as like people and as musicians is kind of like cohered in a really nice way for this and I'm excited to like keep going for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know, you, we're gonna be able to actually see the results of not just the um way that you guys kind of uh, mixed well together, but um, these songs that you've written, because uh, you're going to be playing a handful of shows, one of which is going to be here in Salem at The Space <clears throat> um, with uh, Child Speak and Toothbone uh, on April 7th. Um, and, and are you guys basically playing the uh, EP, or do you guys shake it up when you play live? Or Yeah, we'll be playing... We'll be playing the EP, and we'll be playing two new songs that are going to be released as a single, um, and the in the beginning of summer. Nice. And yeah, it's 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 been fun. And actually, like, as soon as soon uh, when we're done with this, um, we're gonna go and and rehearse at our little practice space. And yeah, so we're we're really excited to like do this like. I booked I booked this tour with these bands in mind and I just feel like um yeah just like a it's a good every, every, each band is different and complementary in different ways and I like going to shows like that where you have three trains of thought that kind of fill in the gaps of everyone else and you get a like complete experience cuz I personally don't like going to shows that's everything's in the same style just, it gets monotonous after the third band when you've heard the same sure well, idea. And I like the idea, too, of a show where you can tell there was some thought put into the lineup, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like, some shows kind of feel a little slapdash, <clears throat> and sometimes on purpose because it's a house show or a party or whatever. Um, yeah. But the... It, it, there's something to be said for when you show up and you realize, like, oh, that's why they played in that order, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so definitely. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to push it too hard, but definitely uh, April seventh. Uh, if you're living here in Salem and you want to catch this, uh, it's going to be pretty cool. And and you know, uh, Child Speak and uh, Toothbone are nothing to sneeze at either. So um, yeah, that'll be definitely something to uh, 
uh, come on out for. Uh, but you know, I, I want to talk a little bit more about because you know what I like about the mystrionics uh, stuff is that like it feels like a complete package, you know, because like. I mean, you were talking a little bit about what led to the, uh, you know, you, we get pretty low in our lives and then we have to kind of face what we really want uh, when we reach that phase. Uh, I feel like you guys, in at least in what I've seen of it, you're kind of like, exp- you're almost like, you know, musically painting the emotional life of the struggle that people go through where, um, you know, we have to say like, hello, I'm fine. How are you? And and and, <laughs> and go to work every day because you know we're people. But this interior emotional life, like I feel like it's fleshed out very well in the art and music that you have complementing this project. Did you guys think a lot about like visuals as well as the music that was going with it? Yeah, li- lyrically, it's it's a complete it's a complete set and and visually yeah we we've uh, spencer found this artist uh through instagram a really really cool really cool artist and um um yeah spencer just hit him up and and we we essentially bought that artwork for him from him and yeah there i think it just the the single art is all is like little cuts of different parts of the total art which i don't think we've revealed yet but anyway i think it, i think it did really like speak to this like speak to this thing where i'll just describe the art it's basically a torso of a person and their head is being decapitated by a very surreal imaginative monster (laughs) yeah i mean i mean it's it's almost cartoonish but it's actually creepier than that uh i mean in terms of the the way it looks and i mean there's a couple of things that are going on here because i like the idea of like actualizing the monsters that we face when we're dealing with these like emotional struggles um Mm -hmm. And, and, and I mean, like a lot of these things can be symbolic, but they could also be like very real struggles of like, I'm trying to quit this drug. I'm having problems with this relationship, you know, like those things are, can be real and symbolic at the same time. Uh, but I just love the idea that like, we're, we're just going to paint it on the cover of this album as an actual monster that you have to fight. <laughs> it's true. I, I think, I think it's, I think it's really, it's really interesting. Um, I th- I think the central question of the EP and the way it's expressed through um it's 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 expressed through a character who's trying to find find redemption mm. from their demons and the question that it poses is is, is there is there a hope and is there a path out from Right. From what the, from these things that that can can take over our lives, and I think for the character in the EP, it, it's it's personal, it, it's personal, emotional, mental demons that mm-hmm. that 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 influence their behavior, and so there's a internal perspective on it, and then there's a third person perspective looking at this person, and. And I don't think there's any answers given, right? I, and I, I think, I think, 
I think um, answers are not interesting. I think <laughs> I think questions are much more interesting. And right, you know, hopefully, hopefully, people listen to it. They can they can decide for themselves. Like, if there if there is a if, if there is a path up. Right. Well, I mean, like the first thing, you know, I like the idea that you say that there aren't answers, because like when I was looking at this and listening to the two songs you sent me, the first thing I went through my mind was like, what what uh, what am I carrying that I'm wrestling with every day? Like, what is the monster that I'm fighting against uh, when I go out into the world? <laughs> um and it, yeah. it, it's interesting how like my mind went to that place first, even though like the song has a very specific kind of narrative flow to it that was that was definitely the that was that was definitely the intention with with coming up with with these lyrics and yeah i I don't know i think it's good it's it's very difficult to it's very difficult to give yourself the time to look at your ugly in the face Mm, yeah And, and i think it's 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 easier to and necessary in a lot of ways to to ignore it most of the time because uh, I mean just <laughs> like a survival perspective like we don't have the opportunity to but like sure we live in civilization and you know like any way up and down the socioeconomic ladder like we're privileged pretty privileged when we live in this country and. And it's and we only have time now to really look at all this darkness and all this like all these all these demons that we have and you know I I, I feel like I just I I didn't really spend too much time thinking about it but when I'm broken on a couch and I'm just like pain and nothing like yeah that's really all I do have time to think about <laughs> right unfortunately so well and it's funny too because we do live in a culture that you know doesn't really you know reward anyone for self-exploration in this way you know like yeah we really we really do kind of like suggest like uh chin up you know uh little (laughs) little aaron you'll be fine next week you know um and and um i i mean like you know part of me I, i like the fact that you're like i don't have answers like you know like i would be distrustful of a mystrionics release that felt like it was leaving me with an answer at the end, you know, like, absolutely. Uh, that would seem not only fake, but like part of what you guys are painting is like this idea, like the, of what happens when somebody and you guys, you know, even, you know, actualize this on the, the cover. What happens when somebody loses their head, you know, like, yeah, it happens to normal people. You don't have to be, uh, suffering from a disorder of some kind to have like a week where you feel like you've just broken from reality. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think ultimately I, th- I think answers to uh, this is a, this is a, this is a personal, this is a personal, you know, endeavor for me as, as someone who writes, most of the lyrics this is like really personal it's kind of the first time i'd really written from a personal place and um been comfortable being being vulnerable in that way um it is and so it's it's it would uh it would just be dishonest for me to 
<laughs> to try and give an answer because I don't know anything. So sure. Why? Why? And and if it is a personal thing, hopefully it will be personal for other people. And I don't have any perspective on on their lives and their problems. So it's just like. Right. Yeah. I'd, it, much, I'd it, much rather have much rather have some the 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 imaginary person who listens to it, enjoys it, maybe is gets into it on that level because hopefully it it should be enjoyable on the surface level, and then if you want to go there, you can, and then sort of figure out what it means for you. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, like I mean especially in the world of heavy music you know because there's like um uh i mean within the the songs that i've heard you have kind of like an almost i mean there's almost like a um glam rock reference but then there's also oh, interesting a math rock rhythm section going on um mm. i feel like there's a bit of alice in chains that creeps in now and then um you know, a lot of bands that are, you know, referencing a lot of heavy stuff, often they put on a mask or a character, you know, like they don't want to get personal. Um, yeah. And that comes, I think, a little bit with the kind of posturing of heavy music, you know, mm. like there's a, a lot of it that like even when you're kind of doing nerdy post rock math rock type stuff, like there's still <laughs> a little bit of like. You see how quick my uh, uh, triplets were on that uh, repetition, or or whatever. You know, like there's there's a little bit of masculinity, and and it's you know I immediately hooked in on this where it's like, this isn't the usual kind of posturing. This is like an actual story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that that's definitely something that we've as just like we all really like heavy music, but we kind of feel like. There's like maybe a little bit of stagnation going on. Mm. Maybe with like rock music at large, because I don't know, maybe it seems to me that like you can either have these kind of throwback bands that are, are trying to recall a, an era gone by, or you have maybe like heavier bands or incorporate new musical ideas, but you know the songs are just abstractions mm. sometimes like so it's one of those things where we kind of want to like cut the you know cut cut the the veneer off of it and mm. do the things that like like in the way that like we want to do it and it's like not be afraid to like show emotion or show vulnerability and, and also try and do something new because I, I don't know. I just like, I don't, I don't want to make the same thing twice. And, and, and it's just like, you know, 1972 happened and you don't need to go back to 1972 because oh. be totally honest. They made it way better than you did, will ever be able to. So sure. Like, well, and I think a lot of, forget about it. I think a lot of people look at nostalgia and retro and they think of it like a patch on a keyboard, you know, mm. that they can turn it on <laughs> And it becomes this thing that they can walk around inside of without having to like, you know, because like, sure, if you want to write like endless copies of Sabbath riffs that sound like copies of Sabbath riffs, like, 
I'm sure you could do that. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I like your approach where it's like, no, nah, we'd like to take some modern reference points and kind of mix them up with things that are important to us because that's what we like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's really funny. I, I love this. I love the, the Legion of Sabbath bands because um, it seems like the Sabbath, the Sabbath clone band is like gets a total pass. Like people just want mm. People want the Sabbath, but are you familiar with this new band, um, uh, Greta Van Fleet? Mm, no, no. Well, they're 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 so funny. They just sound like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. We were we were listening to them uh, uh, earlier this week, and we were just like, "This is just too far. Like, <laughs> this is just way too Led Zeppelin." But and other people have like said that, but they they've gotten a little steamroll of success because. Sure, sure. Because well, I mean, what Spencer was Spencer was saying is like, can you imagine just being fourteen and just never hearing Led Zeppelin, and then hearing that and being like, oh yeah, this is awesome. But right. <laughs> Not, where's your where's where's your friend to just be like, hey, yeah, dude, actually, that's just like a Zeppelin ripoff. Sure, sure. Well, and, and I mean, I th- that's the problem too is that there's a billion fifteen year olds who also never got to see Led Zeppelin, so this might be the closest uh, uh, thing that they ever get. Um, which I mean, I mean, you know, I guess um, not to belittle people who love nostalgia, because I know that there's definitely a place for it in some people's hearts. But I'm always much more drawn to something that feels more earnest, um, and that's usually something that isn't just a copy. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree with you. I mean, I do like, I like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not above any kind of. Not above any kind of music, and I, I like throwback stuff just as much as the next person. But it's like I'm not trying to jump on that train. Hmm. Yeah. This is the I wrong EP of, for that. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, like we we have our reference points that that's that's like comes from our love of like of like the grunge era, like the, the Alice in Chains, and like the stuff that you picked up on, like. We love that stuff and that's going to be a reference point for us but like we're not trying to write the next man in the box like because <laughs> we can't we can't write the next man in the box and so mm-hmm. well and, and in a much more pointed way too like it's not like right now there's suddenly a big push for alice in chains clones like it's not like <laughs> You know, you weren't going like, now is the time. Everyone's looking for, you know. <laughs> like, They're ready. Yeah. They're ready for the next man in the box. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not even, I mean, I say that because there's a, a tinge of it in there. But I mean, like, there are these math rock rhythm section explosions that happen in your songs that feel uh, out of time. And then also like of a Dillinger escape plan-ish period in history that seems past um mm. and i mean like like i said these are all swimming together that's not like you know like they're all kind of like present in the same tune it, it's not like um you know hey here's our glam rock song <laughs> yeah. you know um and i just I, I appreciate that kind of attention to uh detail because like it would be really easy to just do like a hey here's our grunge album but like that's not what this sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that. 
I don't think that is going to happen for us. So <laughs> that's not the uh, mystrionics uh, style. Well, well, you know, I do. I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to mention this show again. So April seventh, uh, if you're here in the Salem area, and that's with Child Speak and Toothbone. But you actually have a few other shows on this tour. Do you want to talk about those? Yeah, we we're playing. Uh, Friday, April 6th at the Hi-Fi Music Hall in Eugene. Mm -hmm. And then we will be closing out this weekend as Sunday at the White Owl Social Club in Portland. Very cool. Um, and those are all those, all those, we're just, we're rolling with that, that lineup, so. Nice, nice. So, like, yeah, if, um... Eugene is a little closer. Maybe see that show, you know. Or if you got nothing to do this weekend, uh, make a weekend of it. Yeah, just go see all of our shows.
that's going to do it for us this week here. My conversation with Aaron Stern of the Mystrionics. Don't forget to check them out with Child Speak and Toothbone either in Eugene, Salem, or Portland. The Hi-Fi Lounge, the Space Concert Club, and the White Owl Social Club on April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, if you like uh, kind of people trying to make music that is uh, not only personal, but is also kind of heavy and epic, this might be the band for you. Check us out online anywhere, anywhen.wordpress.com. Thanks for listening. Be seeing you. WTPC. Anywhere, anywhere. From my house to yours. I imagine this is going to be available in a digital form. Uh, Is there some physical releases going to be available at the show too? Yeah, I mean we're we we don't have any plans to do it for this particular release. I have some I have some ideas of of physical copies, but you know, like w- this is gonna be our first time, s- like kind of throwing the stuff out to the world at large. So it's it's for us it's much of a test. Like, what is what's the what's the response going to be? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I guess wanna... we didn't really say any this specifically, although we hinted at it, but I mean, this is the premier uh, release of this project. That's also a very young project. So um, in spite of you guys having 13 years of history, this is also kind of like the maiden voyage of Mystrionics. Absolutely. So it's, we're still, we're still learning. We're figuring out, you know, how everything's going to go forward i i have we have probably we have these two new singles that are going to be released hopefully in early summer and then we have going to follow that up with another ep i'm hoping in in the fall and yeah we're just gonna we're just kind of going forward and (laughs) it's nice to i mean especially after any period of stagnation where you're making music that might not be exactly what you want to do like to finally like hit on it must feel like a, yeah let's ride this out like let's see where this is going <laughs> absolutely i'm i i am just i'm really i'm really excited um we we all live together in portland and we are currently renovating our basement to build a recording studio so we can just be as productive as possible so Nice. Well, and and it sounds like you know at the heart of this band is not just jamming it out, but uh, recording the results of those jams too. So, must be nice to kind of actually uh, work and live near each other. (laughs) It's honestly, it's kind of it's it's this weird high school dream that has become a reality, and it's just like it's it's pretty amazing. WTBC.